Welcome to another weekly pop. I'm Kevin Schwaller, a news editor here at The Vedette, and I'm joined with... Emma Sasek, the editor-in-chief at The Vedette. So last week, when we started off with this podcast, we said we were mad about the snow on the ground, and we <laughs> thought that would be it. Well, it That happened. was fun, but it's not done <laughs> it's yet. It's not done yet. We're still dealing with the snow, yeah. and last time I checked, it's April 2nd, 2018. Mm-hmm. We're working on the newspaper right now, so we just took a quick break to do this podcast. Yes, but also. So I put the weather in, and it's going to snow again on Sunday. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless it changes by then, but as of now, it's going to snow again Sunday. <laughs> There's your weather forecast <laughs> brought to you by Kevin Schaller, news editor. <laughs> well, like always, rain, shine, blizzard. blizzard in between. We still saw movies for you guys, and despite it being the holiday weekend, of course... The best way to spend Easter weekend is with a deranged woman. Yeah, we saw Tyler Perry's Acrimony, starring the one and only Oscar-nominated Taraji P. Henson, my light and day, my queen of the earth. She's the only thing guiding us through this very she difficult is. period. She is. So for those that don't know, the movie is about uh, Taraji. She is a pretty faithful, very understanding, very loving and devoted wife. She's tired of standing by her idiot husband, who is a piece <laughs> of trash, and she becomes very, very, very upset when he betrays her in more ways than one. Yes. And then he keeps doing it, and then she just, she snaps. <laughs> she goes bat blank crazy. <laughs> Hence the title, Acrimony. Yes. And it's what, a very fun word. I like that word. I do and so. during the movie, they show her different stages of where she's at in her mental state, I believe. Yeah, so they and have they, like Acrimony in the beginning with like all its synonyms yes. and its definition. So you get a little like vocab lesson during this And movie. so during the movie, when we see whatever stage she's in or whatever mindset she's in, we see a new word and all the words are very fun. They were. I and can't they did remember. have all, have, no, I can't remember the words, but they did all have synonyms, like you said, and it was very fun to read them. I, I, know, I remember seeing deranged at one point, but yes, that, w- but that then, was not the main word. The one was like venomous or something too. Yes, yeah, venomous. Mm-hmm. Oh. On the poster it says, hell hath no fury and I would love nothing more than for Taraji P. Henson to come at me with any type of object. Absolutely. So the movie was actually filmed in eight days. <laughs> She's worked with Tyler Perry on a couple other movies and so he came to her for this one and said, hey, you're the only person I want to do this. And she said, okay, well I can film in a couple months because I'm filming M Empire right now and he said no I want to do this right now so I guess he talked her into filming while also filming Empire and so they actually filmed it in eight days and then I saw that her part was only five days worth yeah. of filming so. so if you go see this movie and you see all of Taraji she filmed this in five days talent she's very talented I, I really liked it I did too this is the first Tyler Perry movie either of us had ever seen which is weird because I've always wanted to watch all the Medea like the Halloween ones because they're essentially scary movie series yeah, but yeah. like revived and this is obviously not a comedy uh, he makes obviously a lot of different kinds of movies but it's weird that we've never seen one before up until now I know but I'm very happy that I was introduced to this <laughs> wonderful world starring Taraji it's meta score is 30 which mm. is very bad but we were both just saying, like, throughout the movie that, you know, this isn't actually bad. Like, we enjoyed mm-hmm. her. Like, she can honestly do no wrong in any role. And the thing is, is that well, it has a 4.7 on IMDb. And I believe Proud Mary has a 4.8, her other movie that came out this year. And that movie was not good. No. This was great. I really had fun with this movie. And it wasn't you. even, like, in the fun, like, last week with Tomb Raider, like, how I had fun with how ridiculous it was. I mean, granted, this movie can get very ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But there's it's a very, it, there's, it builds up. Like, we're literally watching her mindset and her sanity fall apart and she's doing so good with it like her acting in this is legitimately Oscar worthy <laughs> so I don't really know why I, I think people I think critics just don't like Tyler Perry movies I guess not and then really all the actors are really good in this mm-hmm. there there's like for a, maybe like a good 
40 minutes of the movie or so, you get to see Taraji and her husband when they were young and in college. And, and we're seeing how they met and stuff like that. And, like, that was progressed very well, I thought. And her the actress that plays young Taraji, her name is Agiona Alexis. And she is in 13 Reasons Why. And she's one of my favorite characters So when she and on the show. So when she popped up in this movie, I was like, oh, there she is. And then I, we found out she's playing young Taraji. And I'm like, oh, my God. I know. And it was just, she did a great job. She's beautiful to look at. Yeah, Every two so seconds, pretty. we just kind of turn to each other. She's so pretty. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am not worthy of her. No. Didn't you say that she plays young Taraji or young Cookie in Empire? Yeah, she does. So oh. she's played her before. So I think that's how Tyler Perry got this to work so quickly, too, because they have worked together before as well as the same character. So it's really cool. But no, but like you said, this cast is awesome. And the plot is very interesting. And then, like I said, like we're literally watching her fall apart in this most intense and insane and awesome and also very sad way. Yeah. And so for how like complex this movie is, I'm very surprised by how bad it's doing, despite its ending, which was god-awful. Yeah, the ending, <laughs> we have to talk a little bit about the we, ending. Yeah. It's it's obviously the biggest moment of the film. She's like peak, like she's peak crazy. <laughs> it's peak madness at this point. And let me just paint an image for you. Imagine Taraji P. Henson in a stunning wedding gown. <laughs> she has her hair down, curly. Like she just looks she couldn't look any better. No. And she's dragging a weapon she's dragging, of mass destruction. Yeah, I was going to say, she's dragging an, a sharp object around <laughs> in a very fun place, and it climaxes for about 12 seconds, and then it literally just ends. Yes. The movie literally just ends. And right right before it ends, they have some of the worst visual effects I think I've ever seen. I don't know what the budget on this movie is, but know. for one, one, one complete, not even a full second, you see something stupid happen that is the funniest thing I've ever... Like, I was, I was cracking up, I think. And even before the... And which involves something going around her foot, let's just say, even before that mm. part. When she ends up getting off of this object yes. that she's on, yes. it looked like the creature right. that played Mama in Scary Movie 5. It did not look like yeah, Taraji at all. I think they're... I don't know why they even... I think if you don't have that big of a budget, you shouldn't try to use special effects yeah. or um, stunt doubles. Just don't waste your money right. on it. Right. They should have probably rewritten the ending. But saying that, the ending did not warrant the bad reviews, I don't think. I think it definitely damp- dampened the movie a lot in Especially one way. Especially it's the last thing that you're going right. to see and you're like, really? Especially because the first 95% of the movie is very solid, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go see it, just know the ending is genuinely a piece of the S word but the 95% of the movie I think really does make up for it I also was really surprised to hear that this movie was two hours long Yes, I just, I it, was it was very long. I thought it would just be like an hour and a half mm-hmm. honestly mm-hmm. hour and a half. It was very long but good because again we're seeing the story build up slowly literally from the first time these two characters meet mm-hmm. so I thought it was very cool. It was and it really like it portrayed yes obviously it's a it's a fictional story, so it's going to have its crazy moments. But I thought, like, a lot of the things that happened, it was, it's, like, pretty fair. Like, I also, could, yeah, right. Could, it could, this could happen in real this life. This could really happen. Somebody could just, whatever that they've been working on for years and years and years and nothing has taken off, then one day it takes off and then some other part Right, and then like, other are things are, right. Yeah, no, and we're watching it happen. The audience is all like, oh, no, like, screaming. They're all like, what? And then, because the audience is sitting there watching all this stuff happen to Taraji, and then they're thinking, well, if this happens, to me I'd be doing the same exact thing and then I guess this is another movie that has a crazy woman in it does. starring, starring it, role it, that's the theme of this podcast and this past weekend so there's been numerous articles about how this one movie called Veronica is on Netflix and it's the scariest movie of all time Emma and I were watching we watched Eyes Wide Shut with Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise from the 90s which we had we said before that we've seen it it's just we needed like a refresher yeah we were in the mood for some 
Illuminati cults. Starting with Cole Kidman. <laughs> right, of course. Uh, but so we were like, oh, let's watch this movie because everyone's talking about it. So again, it's called Veronica. I'm sure somebody is listening to this, heard of this movie because there have it's been everywhere. And then, I mean, the entire, I watched the trailer and then I also saw people were saying this movie isn't actually that scary. And so whenever somebody says the movie is the scariest movie of all time, I never believe them. No. I think the last time I believed that was with like The Conjuring mm-hmm. where I was actually impressed enough to say, okay, like I get that. But it's so it's basically just a teenage girl in the 90s. Um, she and her friends decide to use a Ouija board during a solar eclipse. And of course, that somehow means that there's going to be demons involved and upside down crosses and in figures attacking other children. Nuns with... None, yeah. No eyes. Yeah. So basically that's the story. And I can't think of a single movie that is, is essentially the same plot. But during this entire movie, I just sat there thinking, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> the movie Ouija Board. Yeah. No, or I whatever mean. whatever it was called, Ouija. Really? Yeah. No, it's none of this. Nothing about this movie, I think, is original. No. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, it's a Ouija Board. How many movies have you seen that, oh my God, we're playing with a Ouija Board. Oh my God. Ah, it's <laughs> even it's I'm possessed or whatever. What do we do? Oh no. And then they realize that they have to like go. Oh, that use the Ouija board again. We and then, forgot to say goodbye the first time. That's why it's still haunting us. So that's legitimately the plot of the movie, which again... <laughs> the plot of the movie is the user instruction. <laughs> that's what this movie is. So when you go to Kit- Toys R Us... Actually, well, it's closed now. Well, I don't know if yeah. it's closed, but it's when about to, to close. So when you go to Target and you buy a Ouija board in the game <laughs> section, remember to read the instructions or else basically the plot of any movie involving a Ouija board will happen. There was one part of this movie where she legitimately bought a Ouija board and read the instructions. She was like... Oh, I forgot to say goodbye. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's awesome acting. It's awesome. That's about it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it has a higher score than Acrimony, and I think they should be switched entirely. It, yeah. It has a it has a 6.3 on here. And also had, what what was it, an 88% on Yes, on Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. That's just... That's way too high. Yeah. It, it definitely is creepy. And there are some very creepy moments. And there are definitely parts where I go back and hide my face. The part with the dad. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like two or three like genuinely creepy parts. But I overall... Wish- Mm. I wish they did more stuff yes, with him. I agree. Because um, that would have been interesting. That would have been. That part was both of us were like, oh my God, no, <laughs> absolutely not. But Oh God. <laughs> oh God. But everything after that, it was just, just a shadow of this thing. The thing. We don't, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really have anything to say about this movie besides mm-hmm. the fact that it has been done numerous times before with different titles. Um, I will say I do appreciate horror movies that are made in other countries a lot more than U.S. horror movies for the most part. I think they're more interesting and the directors take them in different ways. Mm-hmm. But this movie was done in the very traditional way that I've seen before. Is there Was there a point for this movie having to be set in 1991? Like, was no, this a true story or anything? I, I, I mean, again, I doubt. I mean, The Strangers is a true story. Exactly. But all it's no, it's not. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Mm. If anything, this movie just kind of reminded me of what it was like to have braces. That girl can open her mouth really, yeah. just really wide. That's mm-hmm. I want to know who's stunt double. <laughs> She's very yeah. Wow, we're staring at her mouth right now. Yeah, we're just looking at the poster and with her gaped mouth. <laughs> I'm just there's just really nothing I can say that's like I really was super impressed by this. I really was super mm-hmm. impressed by that. I wasn't. I wasn't. And I, I don't know where the title "Scariest Movie on Netflix" or "Scariest Movie Ever," whatever it was. Yeah, this was came like part from. of ten movies on Netflix people can't finish mm-hmm. watching, and I'm like, yeah, you can just do homework. While watching. <laughs> My dad, uh, he told me about it a couple of weeks ago. He was like, oh, did you see this? He sent me an article that said this is the scariest movie out there right now or something, and I was like, oh, cool, we should watch it. Didn't, <laughs> and then what we did this weekend, and mm-hmm. hmm. and then the one thing I have to say, the award for best friends 
ghosted this movie. <laughs> oh my god. Her friends dropped her immediately after they did the Ouija board because she was acting kind of funny. It was so funny. We were just like, wow, you have the worst friends ever, Veronica. <laughs> I felt so bad for her. And then, I mean, one thing that this movie does is the beginning... It starts at the end of mm-hmm. the movie, and then you get to see how you got to that point. So it didn't it, really have to do that either. No, it kind of just it didn't even spoil anything. It it's obviously bad stuff. Right, obviously happen. the movie's gonna not gonna end on a too good note. No. So, mm. eh. all right, Veronica. Well, Traji did it better. Traji did do it better. <laughs> and uh, oh, oh, you know what else we can talk about? We went to go see Nile DeMarco this past we weekend. We did, yes. The uh, winner of America's Last Top Model and Dancing with the Stars. He is an activist for the deaf community. I think he's pretty big on social media. I'm sure most people have heard of him before. Mm -hmm. He came to ISU for part of a speaker series and he kind of raised awareness for the deaf culture and kind of stigma associated with people with disabilities and how we bridge everything together. Just like reduce the stigma associated with people Mm -hmm. that have a disability. They are just like everybody else in this world. And it was was a really cool talk. And he uh, also obviously talked about what it was like getting on Dancing with the Stars and with America's Next Top Model. That was a really fun story and being able to see how that happened and he played a video of his dog there was a little ball because he was also asked to be a part of Switched at Birth I think it was on ABC Family Mm -hmm. and well Freeform Hmm. Mm. Uh, Switched at Birth and America's Not Top Model were at the same time so he had Switched at Birth drawn on one tennis ball and then Top Model drawn on another tennis ball then his dog went and picked like decided which one to pick up and his dog picked up top model and that's what he picked and that was a really cool story so yeah that was adorable i also thought it was really interesting to learn more about his experience on america's next top model because as a deaf man obviously he can't really communicate with other people unless they know sign language or he has like some device to use to type out Mm -hmm. you know messages to them didn't have either yeah really didn't he had like a, a phone but Somebody took his phone to take selfies mm. on it. There was an episode where members of the house learned a little bit of sign language. And so when he was explaining that to us, he thought, okay, things are going to get better for me now. People are actually going to try to learn my language and communicate with me more. And then he said once the cameras stopped rolling, everything just kind of stopped. They just went on their way and nobody really bothered to talk to him. So it that was really sad, especially it sad. since it's something that really gave him this platform Mm -hmm. and something that you should be so proud of and like you want to look back on that Mm -hmm. and just think about so many good memories but for him it was just such a difficult experience. I was going to say it's funny because I'm happy that he's throwing these other people under the bus Mm -hmm. but I'm wondering what they think but also I don't care what they think. A because they're trash. B because they're not relevant. No. (laughs) He's the only one that matters from that season. Exactly. Also from the show in general. He's one of the biggest top models I think. Yeah. Uh, Well the winners I mean. And then on it was cool hearing Dance with the Stars because he worked with his dance partner and obviously she can't communicate with him as clear as she would like to and vice versa. Learning how they kind of worked together because he couldn't hear the music and he still ended up being perfect every single week and then winning that was so cool yeah and there like he shared a story where she like really amplified the sound of music one time and it was it was just throwing him off and he just said i've gone my entire life without hearing anything we'll just keep it like this i've like i haven't been messing up since then so it's just amazing what he can do That's so cool and he has <laughs> the most gorgeous face to look at. Mm-hmm. And, Raji P. Oh, Henson and Niall DeMarco. Just, and and the girl from 13 Reasons Why. That's a yeah. great movie. Wow. We well, just we just casted an A-plus movie. Well, there you go. We gotta start writing our, our best original screenplay. 
speaking of projects that we're working on, uh, <laughs> our secret project is going to come to fruition this week. Or is it fruit? It's fruition, right? It's Not fruition. fruition. Okay. Yes, one of our one okay, of my favorite ladies, words. Now let's get in fruition. No, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, no, but so that's finally gonna happen this week, because and I'm really excited for it. Mm-hmm. I think we can't really say too much, but I, oh, you know what? what? Is this is this embargoed? This is. This is embargoed news. Oh, wow. We are part of a select group of journalists that <laughs> cannot really share anything. We can't um, share... Yeah, I yeah. can't even say anything mm-hmm. about it. It'll spoil whatever Right. It is. Wow. Embargo and acrimony are two of my favorite words, so this is a fun day for me. And I absolutely love embargoed in the sense of when news is embargoed. Yes. I just I just mm-hmm. love it. Like, I don't care about an embargoed show. No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, no I only care about it in the news aspect. That also applies to us, which That's is very right. cool. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that next week, I believe, if not the week after, but I'm pretty sure it's next week. Yes, and all we can really say about what we're doing this week is we have two separate, like, events or things to do. Yes, I am, or before the whole thing can come together. So Before it could all come into fruition. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, be on the lookout for that next week, and that's all. <laughs> that's all. A Quiet Place is coming out this weekend. Oh, we get to see A Quiet Place we this weekend. Quiet, oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Emily oh, Blunt, shoot, John shoot, Krasinski. Shoot. Shoot. <laughs> right? Is it Krasinski? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, okay. It's been a while. Actually, I keep seeing stuff on social media for it, like sponsored stuff. Mm-hmm. They are showing way too much of this movie. I saw a new mm-hmm. trailer mm-hmm. with some guy. Did the, you old guy. the old yes. guy. Yes. Way too much is happening. A they little, are revealing way too much about this movie. A little bit too much. I, but the one good thing is I can't tell if it's the beginning minute yes, or end agreed. of the Movie. The first trailer of this movie it was one of the best trailers I've ever seen, and then there was another one to kind of give more context, which is good. They kept showing it every single movie we went to, which is annoying. But uh, we keep seeing new stuff on social media, and I think they're campaigning a little too hard with too much info because people want to go to this movie not knowing anything mm-hmm. because no one knows anything right now. Especially when it's a thriller, mm-hmm. you so just, you just want to you want to be a tabula rasa, you want to be a blank slate. There we go. And also, yeah, no, but it has really strong early reviews. At one point, I don't, I doubt it's still at one hundred percent, but it was at one point at one hundred percent on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. So regardless of how much they're spoiling, it looks like a fantastic movie. Absolutely. And we, we get, love Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Both in real life, in movies, whatever. So they can join our cast with Niall DeMarco and Taraji P. Henson. Wow. I'm, wow. Wow. It's a great cast. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we're going to wrap this podcast up. So be on the lookout for us screaming about A Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Despite you're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> For our weekly pop, I'm Emma Sasek. And I'm Kevin Schwaller. And we'll see you here next week. Bye.